Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Presented by Onyx. All right, welcome back here in studio, Dwayne England, Fish Out Northwest, and tonight bringing back a guest that I actually, I don't think I've had him on for, I bet it's been almost two years, and I think the last time we were talking bear hunting. Nonetheless, Trent Fisher, born and raised outdoors. Most of you are well familiar with this guy in his, uh, in his crew. I uh, want to welcome back to the show, Trent. Thanks for, uh, thanks for taking some time out. I know you guys are extremely busy. Uh, I appreciate it, man. No, it's it's that time of year. It's that time of year. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, hey, another season kind of in the books. You still got a few things going on, but before we delve on into that, um, you know, there's there's folks out here maybe through uh, Root Sports and whatnot in other states may not be familiar exactly with what you guys got going on. So quickly, maybe list off the uh, the four main characters, the other three that you uh, run around with, and and actually, how many years? Has the born and raised crew been creating content and getting these hunting videos out there? I think we're coming up. I think we're coming up on like 16 years or yeah. some crazy thing at this point. Yeah. Yeah. No, we started out in the DVD world and thought that was where it was at. And then uh, YouTube came a real thing. And so now, um, yeah, born and raised outdoors on YouTube. And we have almost, I don't, I don't know, a couple, few, few hundred, few hundred big game hunting videos out there. Yeah. And you got your brother, Trevor. Yeah, I got Trevor, Cody, Strand, uh, Steve. Uh, all, all we got a we got a group that we just all kind of conglomerate in. We got a pretty good team actually, as far mm -hmm. as uh, a couple great camera editors uh, with Chase and Noah, and they do a great job at uh, telling a story. And uh, it's it's been it's been pretty awesome as far as having them on board. Yeah, I mean this is, doesn't happen overnight. The growth of it has been impressive, and you guys have been grinding it out for a long time. You and Cody, I mean, it's your full time deal now, as of a few years ago, and and yep. uh, you and I have had those conversations, and it's just it's a great story. Um, going into this year, how many tags did you guys actually pull, and how many states did you did you actually put boots on the ground? Yeah, we were super blessed this year. Um, we drew some decent, not great tags, but we just just got really blessed on what we what we actually accomplished this year. Um, I hunted uh, Oregon, uh, Oregon, New Mexico, Utah. I didn't hunt myself, but I was there, so I will mm -hmm. either go and uh, participate in the hunt and call usually, um, or and or film as well. And so, anyway, we hit Idaho as well. So we hit about four or five different states so far this year. I'm headed to Alaska uh, in two days. Uh, I went to Alaska before season already, so I've been there. I've just been all over the place lately. It's been, <laughs> That's it's just been amazing. It's been amazing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We really good. We killed uh, we killed nine bulls this year uh, so far. So, is that uh, did you fill all your tags, all your elk tags? Did you have nine? You uh, nine we didn't fill all of our tags. There's always a few that you know if it never gets hunted or you know something of that nature, some over the counter stuff, but. Um, but we, we were very successful and uh, it's been one of our best, one of our best years that we've had. Yeah, that's fantastic. Especially, I mean, as we're moving forward here, you know, most places you go, uh, the, the archery thing, you know, partially thanks to guys like you, your, your crew and, and, and other guys, Hushin and a handful of others out there, really compelling people to get off the beaten path, grab the bow, get out in the woods and go, go after them. So there's areas that are getting crowded, man. Uh, but you know, it's just inspiration. You guys are driving. Uh, <laughs> you guys are driving inspiration to a lot of people. 
it's opportunity. You know yeah. what I mean? I, yeah. if, if you, that's what I tell everybody. They're always like, well, do you hunt all you know public land? And I said, yeah, there is. But also we hunt private timberland. We have anytime you can get an opportunity to go hunting. I just encourage anybody to right. go take the opportunity. Yeah, it's a good point. So uh, to create all this content you guys capture, it take, I mean, it takes a small army. It takes a crew. You guys got the, you know, the main four that are, that are hunting. You guys are also holding cameras, videographers, and, and helping, you know, to actually get the end result is you want to capture the content. You want to capture the full story. How many on the crew typically hit the ground running? You head to New Mexico for a tag or two. How many, how many people are going? Yeah. So usually, um, we'll, a lot of times, Dwayne, we'll run five deep, you know, just yeah. to kill, just to try to hunt one elk. We'll run five deep. And that's one of my favorite ways to do it. If I can have two shooters out front, I can have two cameramen and then I can have back uh, whoever calling um, back there and then trying to just steer that elk in the right direction. It just, there's so much more success when you do it as a team. And right. I, I think people get caught up and, oh, I need to go kill. I need to go kill. But if you, if you just break it down and like, man, if you give up for your buddy, just as much as he'll give up for you, mm-hmm. you guys are both going to be way more successful. That's a valuable point right there. I think oftentimes we get so caught up in the, Hey, I got to get this done. No, we collectively need to get this done, and you know it's going to pay off for everybody. Everybody's rewarded when the team is successful, right? So, um, when you guys have multiple tags like that, and you know somebody's up as you know next shooter or whatever, I mean, how do you decide, or is it uh, is it usually just uh, we used to do a coin flip, we used to do however, but now it's just like, hey, you go today and I'll go tomorrow. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's some confidence there too. It's like, hey, we're going to get our we're going to get our bulls, right? So. Yeah, coin flip or whatever, or Rochambeau, you want to go first and, uh, you know, or gentleman out, just whatever. I, I like to hear that. That's fantastic. We mentioned multiple states. You personally, which is your personal, you know, favorite state to hunt for elk? Oh, man, I, I love Wyoming. Wyoming is, yeah. uh, it's such a beautiful state and I've done really, really well there in the past. The the thing about now is I get asked that question all the time. Oh, it's like, it's just getting so hard to draw Wyoming right. anymore, just on a general draw. So, Man, I guess, I mean, I guess my answer probably turns to whatever state you can hunt now because it's just, it's so hard to hunt these states that, you you know, you really want to. And it's maybe four years, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, count your blessings when you get that one for sure. Uh, Who would be the best archer? Who's the best shot amongst the four of you? Um, Man. Mr. Consistent. (laughs) Who's Mr. Consistent? It varies. It varies. I don't know the best shot. I think, I think there's a, there's such thing as a good shot. And then there's such thing as a good hunting, you know, under pressure. Shot. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a totally different thing. So I, I, yeah. I don't know as far as that goes. Um, it, it, any one of our guys, I would, I would trust with a bow in their hands with an elk within 50 yards. Yeah. That. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds, uh, that sounds good. Um, <laughs> so let, let's face it. You guys put out a lot of great content, lots of success stories. Hunting's hard, you know, and especially what you guys are out doing, getting off the beaten path. Sometimes you're using bikes, getting off, you know, way up in there, hiking in, uh, spike camps, the whole deal. I mean, you guys put it all out there. Uh, yeah. there's a lot of successes that people get to enjoy watching. There's gotta be failures too. I mean, how often are some of these hunts, complete failures, frustration, you know, as the emotion come out in you guys at times, how's that all go? Yeah, yeah definitely, man. I, I, it's, we're a group of guys. And if any time you get five, six, seven personalities, male personalities all together <laughs> yeah. at one point, and you're trying to go after one common goal, yeah. uh, it's, 
I'm not going to lie to you. It's there's been times there's been, you know, a lot of confrontation, a lot of, you know, there's times where there's disagreements and you have to just kind of go back to the team and just kind of circle back and say, okay, what, what are we doing guys? You know, let's not let this frustrate us. I think there was a time that we really felt like killing an animal was the only way that we succeeded. And man, and and it was tough. You've got to get out of that realm of thinking that way, just because it's like, it's the hunt that succeeds the most. It's the, it's maybe teaching someone something about uh, wind direction or something about, you know, not to do this at one time and everything. And it was interesting. And we never really saw that until we looked at the views that we were getting in the comments and everything. And it was interesting where some of the hunts where we didn't shoot anything were some of the most well-viewed, well-watched mm-hmm. videos just because people related to it so well. Sure. So it was it was like, you know what, that was me this season. And honestly, that, you know, I haven't had a tag yet this year for elk, but as far as like that's been me numerous times where I didn't get one or something of that nature. So they're pretty interesting to kind of, you know, you got to put your ego at check and you just got to kind of, you know, just go with it sometimes. Well, it says a lot about your guys' character too. You're not afraid to show, I don't want to call them failures because every hunt, you exp- the experiences yeah. are well worth it. The the camaraderie, the brotherhood you guys share, you know, the, the, the effort and the team effort you guys put in and then to come up empty-handed shows that even you guys at the top of your game, it's not always, like you said, it's not always about the kill, right? It's about the, the yeah. time spent and the, uh, the takeaways in that. And you're right, absolutely right. The, the, the person sitting at home watching this on their computer or TV, they, they put themselves right in those boots and they, they've been there. So uh, credit to you guys for not just, you know, showboating the kills and, and high-fiving and that stuff because you guys are way deeper than that. And I really respect you for that entire, entire thing. So um, what are your thoughts on newer folks getting out there, stomping through the woods, trying to get their first elk, archery, muzzleloader? It involves calling. And oftentimes you hear folks in the woods making a lot of noise. And you think all too often, especially newer folks trying to figure it all out, might put a little too much emphasis on bugling uh, when it wouldn't be appropriate. When it wouldn't, when it wouldn't, is that what you're asking? Yeah, as when, far it as like when it would not be appropriate or it's not, it's not aiding them in any way. You know, it might sound great, but it's really not what you want to be doing. Yeah, I see that that train of thought. So we hunt with the whole train of thought of just like trying to find that one that wants to bugle, yeah. you know, trying to want to find that one that wants to play our game. And there's a lot of times we screw up by not slow playing something and maybe, OK, let's not call. Let's figure something else out here. But we honestly move to the calls as fast as because it gets those elk at close range. It, it makes that encounter. Mm. Um in kind of our favor, right? It's kind of what we've learned doing. If you look at a lot of other hunters, you know, um, Cameron Haynes, for example, he doesn't call hardly at all. Yeah, He's more of a stock kind of guy, gets in with the herd and everything and does some herd shadowing and stuff like that. We kind of, we, we drift more towards the side of let's call this thing in and let's get it right in our lap and and let's have an encounter here speaking, you know, his language and duping him that way. But it's just everybody has their own thing and there's no right or wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's just you, you mentioned on young people and, and people that haven't done it much getting out there, man, any way you want to do it, there's no right, there's no wrong way. Just get out there and do it. You yeah. know, just, just it's it's not unobtainable. Hunting out west is not unobtainable. Anybody can do it, honestly. Well, that's how you gain the experience, right? Those encounters, Correct. whether they're successes or failures, you ping pong that back and forth with that animal. The outcome is a takeaway, right? So, um, 
What do you think? So traveling around multiple states, the rut timing varies so much, but you guys have more successes, you know, uh, getting getting bulls down, utilizing bugle for the most part, or a lot Correct. of times are you successful with just simply cow calls? We, we do, I do both. Yeah. So I'll locate with bugles and everything. And if I can get a bull to bugle off of a cow call, I'm not going to use a bugle. I'm just going to, yeah. and there's a good chance you'll kill that bull. If he's going to bugle to a cow call, there's a good chance he's going to come home, you know, in he's lovesick and, and, and that nature. So it's, <laughs> it's right. finding the nature of each elk is what it is. Yeah, exactly. So, Hey, you mentioned largest, uh, before we get out of here, largest bull put down this year, there was a 300 wind mag involved and I'm not, mistaken on a fisher family outing right you're correct yeah. yeah we've uh so sig gave me that prototype and it's a three it's the new sig cross 300 wind mag anyway and we've already killed two bulls and three bucks with it already but oh, uh, wow. it's been an absolute hammer but get back to the story it was my dad uh anyway it was a hunt this year that our whole family went on so i had trevor my brother my mother was there and oh, my wow. other brother austin was there and dad so it was all five of us it was really really special and uh dad hammered a bull in um in utah that was uh it's probably somewhere around 335 340 inches it's nice. a big one what an yeah. experience man you got that all on uh all on film that one that one yeah. coming to a youtube channel near you soon yes correct yeah it is speaking yeah. of which when is the uh when's the first uh actual like so we're gonna September. run a caribou uh, i took my daughter on yeah. her first big game hunt this year right. and, and uh it, yeah and she she killed uh, her first big game animal in alaska which is pretty special Saw that yeah and um, so we're gonna run that here in just the next week or so okay. and then we're gonna start uh towards the end of the month on land of the free and then we'll we'll run that for through the end of the year right. we've got a lot of hunts coming yeah fantastic all right for those that don't know where do they find you real quick before we get out of here just born and raised outdoors on any any platform, whether it be YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Got it. Always a pleasure, buddy. Didn't have time to talk black bear or <laughs> blacktail or mule deer hunts <laughs> coming up, but I might have to catch up with you down the road here in a bit. So uh, appreciate you taking time tonight, man. I know you're, again, always busy, but willing to, uh, willing to spend some time with us. Appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity, Dwayne. Appreciate it, buddy. Absolutely. Take care.